man, is that gum down? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. Alright, alright, welcome back to episode 196 of Gundam and MHQ. Hey, I'm hey. here with the... Are we live? Yeah, we're live, man. Go for it. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> I have my best you like, screw you up there. You know what I also screwed up on? I actually, the, the stream uh, heard me say 3, 2, 1. I didn't... <laughs> Usually I'm muted during the time I'm saying that to the stream. Only you can hear me. I fucked up so oh, bad. That, God damn it. That, that, that's... <laughs> That seems appropriate that we'll be reviewing Invincible Steel Man Die Tarn 3 today. <laughs> One, two, three. What a mess. Oh my god. Oh, it? it was actually three. Three, two, one. Da -da. Da -da but, that, uh, that man would scream his head off when he said Die Tarn oh, 3 yeah. too. 3! <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, welcome. It's uh, episode 196 of Gundam at MHQ. And this one of your hosts, Neo, and joining me always and screwing up the production is the one, the only, Solbro Ryu. Solbro, say what's, hello. What's up, everybody? Unless I was coming in a little too strong. Guys, let me know if I'm a little too hot. I'll turn my mic down. Thank you very much for uh, pointing that out, uh, uh, Enron. I appreciate it. And uh, it's good tonight, man. It's good to be here, man. F I'm finally here to review... Uh, uh, this long-awaited uh, anime, man. Uh, uh, it, it's uh, definitely. Um, I, I've got some things to say. <laughs> oh, well, I hope so because if you don't, it's just gonna be a lot of me just talking. I know, right? But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but go for it, sir. Yeah. So, yep. Well, I guess uh, as you can kind of see in this new year of Gundam, we're we're going uh, very super robotish, especially right now going through. The uh, Yosuyuki Tamino offerings that of the Super Robot variety, all, all of his pre-Mobile Suit Gundam works. Uh, we've done Z Zambot 3 earlier this year, and now we're on Invincible Man, the, the show that actually came after Zambot, which is Invincible Steel Man Daitarn 3. Okay. So, but... Before we get to that, um, as I go over to the uh, Larry King Memorial News Studio, uh, Solbro, you got anything? Uh, anything as I saunter over? Um, if any, Neo's listeners news. I always do forget about this, but use the hashtag Gundam Live One Nine Six. Oh yeah! If you do want to see your uh, tweet on the stream tonight, that's Gundam Live One Nine Six. You'll see it throughout the the show on all of it. All of the different layouts that you're watching on the stream. Um, and also, uh, props to everybody who watches uh, or listens to the audio podcast as well. Um, if you guys didn't know, we stream this 
uh, on Thursday nights, every other Thursday night. Um, usually, it, it's it, the the days are fluid, but usually on Thursday nights, at least twice a month, over on mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash uh, uh, Gundam MAHQ. So if you guys want to check the show out live, uh, just follow us on Twitter uh, to see when we're going to be doing an, a live episode. And come on out, man, and uh, join the conversation. It, well, even, even if you listen to it live, mm-hmm. download it on the, pod, on the yes. podcast site. And just keep it running. Even you know, do, do do what they do what people do on Twitch. Open multiple accounts on YouTube and just have them all run on separate windows. You know, come on, this is the you know we got to game the system for your boys here. That's right. But uh, get us some clicks <laughs> and get us uh, get us those those clicks and hits, man. That's that's fantastic. But yeah, um, and I see I, I see in the chat, Brian Roberts said. 2018 is the era of the super robots. Hell yeah, yes, and it's that because we've also been let off the impre- the oppressive boot of Chris. So always remember oh. that. You know, Chris <laughs> was the reason no super robots were done. Just joking. He I'm, wasn't. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard Fortune say that once, so thus it must be true. Yeah, I, guess, so. I guess he did Gal Gagar kicking and screaming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so here we. Chris, you got to do this. We had to, we had to talk of in. You got to do it, man. Come on, it's great. No, no, <laughs> not enough realism. <laughs> oh, the good old days oh, of man. no super robot shows. <laughs> yes, damn you. But uh, all right, well, yeah. So always do the um, the hashtags uh, on for whenever we're doing stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, all right, so. I'm in the Larry King Memorial News Studio. Going to do some news, listener submitted news. And if you ever have any news, just always submit it in the news, listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. Oh man, look at this stuff! I got, I, I got like a, I got like a double shot coming straight out me for oh. Yazi '88. Yeah, I'm just going to do these together, man. Do it. And I'm sure all you guys know this. New Gundam Breaker for PS4 and PC launches on June 22nd of this year in the United States, only a day after the Japanese release on the 21st. The word? Man. It, when, when's stuff just going to be simultaneously at this point? I know there is stuff that is, but it just seems like, why keep anything separate anymore? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to this point. I'm like, I've even noticing movies now because it used to be like stuff would release overseas before us or after us. Now some of this stuff is just being done the same time that we're seeing it. I mean, it, maybe maybe that's the key to world peace. Yeah, I mean, but, it's um, about time. I mean, they got the technology to yeah. do it now, whether it be... Uh, we have the technology. technology. Let's redo them. The world's a whole lot smaller now than it used to be. It, it doesn't take a Herculean effort to, to make sure to synchronize an English version with our, or a worldwide version with the domestic version for no. the Japanese. No. So, I mean, I, I think that's really cool that we're here now, man. And, uh, man, there's a lot of white foods in this game. And, and, and it's a movie or, or a TV show. They, these things are produced weeks or months in advance. They have plenty of time to put the subtitles there. But, um, yeah, so I guess the pre-orders are going to include a mission of fighting a giant Super Femina, which earns a rare parts ticket. Ooh. And it also has a dating sim element. So, wow. It, are you uh, on this, Soul Bro? You got your pre-order in. I don't have my pre-order in yet, but I will be picking it up for the PS4. And for the PC, eventually, I do want it on the PC as well. Man, there are a ton of waifus in this game, boy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize. And uh, Yazi and Yazi has a he has a link to Gametsu.com, which has more information on that. And of course, 
This was, uh, I think, about oh man, about two weeks ago. I remember seeing this on on the old Twitter. Um, the Sentai Filmworks license or Battler Dunbine yes. for digital and home release. Man, your Twitter exploded I, when that shit got uh, got announced, man. Yeah, I was, I was happy to hear that. I was really happy to. Hear well, that. What, what did Drake Luff say? Uh, I will spare the town of Boston and. <laughs> <laughs> In honor of Sir Todd Guinness. I will spare the town of Boston in honor of Sir Todd Guinness. <laughs> Still. And of course, it's got one of the best character names ever, Shot Weapon. Shot Weapon, dude. This show, if you've never seen or Battle of Dunbine, I'm sure this is not going to be very expensive when it comes out, man. If you love mega think, anime, please pick this up. Please. Well, not only that, but think of like how cool, how much better Game of Thrones would be if shit was just mechas. <laughs> and that's where Battler done by. <laughs> because I believe that this show, I mean, oh, it's just got it. It's just got it all in there, man. It's got over the top characters, great names. It does. It's got uh, fucked up characters. It's got crazy, uh, characters, crazy characters, ridiculous, ridiculous plot lines, there's, fairies. There's a nice, fa- there's a nice paradigm shift in the middle of the series that you could see coming. But when it unfolds, it's like, man, this is going from bad to worse. And, 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 and of course, it is. It is a. It is a. It lives up to the Kill 'Em All Tamino oh, moniker. Oh do, it does does do that. If you want to um, see bloodshed in the series, man, uh, yeah. Orbeller Dumbine is one of the places you can definitely go to see an entire cast cash out before before the end of the show. Well, not only that, but you get to see uh, f- famous metropolitan areas of the of the Ooh. world be blown away. You know, I, Paris. I, I'm I, looking I was about to say, I got one word for you, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean Paris, Texas, either. Woo! <laughs> Paris, so, yeah. you, thought, you thought Dublin got it bad in Mobile Suit? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you no, thought no, Perth no, got it, was... it bad in, uh, in Mobile Suit? Oh, no. <laughs> yo, yo, Paris, bend over. <laughs> well, Paris Man. at least started to get it as bad as Sydney. Sydney Ooh. still got it pretty bad. Yeah, Sydney. But, um, Sydney yeah, it's a 49-episode series. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Sentai Works describes it as this, quote, Transported from his home in Tokyo, a seemingly ordinary 18-year-old Shozama finds himself in a new world known as Bistonwell, a country that has been torn apart by overlord Drake Luff, refusing to participate in Luff's evil plans. Sho joins the resistance where he uses incredible aura powers to fight for freedom inside a lavender-colored mecha. Yes, it is lavender, and uh, but, the, but then... He gets an upgrade, which is great. <laughs> and of course, this um, is, you know, it spawned the three episode OBA of Or Battler Dunbine, Tale of Bison Well, and of course, Garcy's Wing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there, there's, there's some, there's some uh, infamous stuff within the world of Or Battler Dunbine, but uh, definitely pick up Or Battler Dunbine, and it looks like. Uh, doesn't have a release date on here i know um if, if anything just stay tuned to sentai Filmworks probably website. yeah probably anybody in the chat has that if it's been updated there's no real um yeah wings arena wings arena's a funny one too yo shout out to mechasan mechasan says i want to know what happened to chan Fao and and you know what happened to her man she uh ended up uh, changing her name and showing up on or uh what's it a heavy metal heavy metal l game oh okay yeah <laughs> And that brings me to something, an observation I made when watching Dietaran 3. Apparently, uh-huh. I never noticed this before, but uh, Tomino does a lot of projects in pairs. 
Um, to me, um, Daitarn 3 and Zambot 3 are a matching set. And Mobile Suit okay. Gundam and uh, Adeon... We'll give it away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam and Adeon may be a matching set as well, at least at the time. Well, freaking Char yeah. shows up in a poster. Exactly. Armoro shows up as a background character. And even Timino himself shows up in a background <laughs> character of Adeon. So... Actually, Silbro, that 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 may be something for the future. We yeah. keep talking about. I've seen a day on, Chris which I was going to suggest to you is is the next Tomino series we tackle is a day on. <laughs> okay. So I'm ready for it, man. Because we got six to do months that later, as I get the press. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're 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 really you're really put me over when it'll be like, all right, man, let's do. A day on, and let's follow it up with some victory Gundam. Ooh, that's, yeah. a, that's a stiff drink, boy. <laughs> let's, let's let's just do the strike team uh, arc that's of a, victory Gundam. That is a tough sit. Where <laughs> it, it just becomes fi- fatal destination for final destination for all. Of us. Oh my god! Oh yeah, um, so. L game in uh, Dunbine also a matching set as well. Um, sure. I don't know what matches up with Zabungle Yazi, but um, I because I think he did another <laughs> series around that time too, but I don't know the name. So uh, maybe there isn't another series around that mm-hmm. time, but I, I do know that uh, Dunbine and L Game are definitely a matching set. So um, I, as for any other series, I, I really don't know. Uh, I guess Zeta and Double Zeta are a matching set, which is obvious. But um... <laughs> great observation. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. But back to you. Let sir. me guess: Is Zeta a sequel to Mobile Suit Gundam? <laughs> Who knows? Because <laughs> that guy at the beginning sure in hell looks like Char. Since he's Quattro, but that's a razor. What are you I, talking I about? That's, that's that's easily Quattro veil razor. <laughs> Get my face so thank you, Mister Mister Shazi eighty eight, for your uh, double shot there at the beginning. Felt like it was at Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks at Happy Hour. Get a double shot. Double shot. <laughs> but um, I'm not going anywhere near at Starbucks. <laughs> Back to oh, you. you don't live in you don't live in Philadelphia. <laughs> Woo! Next <laughs> uh, one here comes from Yokozuna Bulldozer, and he's got a great link here, and you got to check it out. I guess there was a uh, special collaborative art for Pacific Rim Uprising that was drawn by uh, Masami Ubari. And damn, why can't they just animate that movie? Wow, that looks great. It looks freaking awesome, oh, dude. What? I mean, I mean, I still haven't seen Uprising just because oh. I've been busy, and I think I and yeah. I love the I loved how the um, the the Jaegers look, mm-hmm. and I mean they, they they, and I'm sure they look just as cool in the new film from what I've seen. But goddamn, this is hot <laughs> right here. I mean, <laughs> seriously, hey, I, Netflix, since you buy everything. Bye, bye, bye. Let's do a let's do a Pacific Rim anime. Dude, they, they could easily do a spinoff anime series uh, after yes. uh, not 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 to ruin anything on how the movie ends, but it, it launches the premise in the way you could do a spinoff. Oh yeah, anime I, series I, I, I heard it. I heard it's like, oh, it's an end. But is it? <laughs> but is it? Yeah, it is a bit of bullshit. But I, I, I actually love the movie quite a bit. Not as much as the original. I'm still, still kind of this... bad though because Stryker died for no reason. I thought that was the end, man. <laughs> Thought that sealed it. Hey, um, they, they have a very the, the way the kaiju come back is actually pretty, pretty. They 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 live up to the oh, logic. We'll of save the, that. We'll save that for. Uh, uh, we'll save we'll it for save the review. That. 
once uh yeah, once we man. get that going. Oh, actually, uh, I, you know, I'll share it with you after I get off the after we yeah, get don't, the don't episode. I don't want to say anything. Don't too spill much, the beans. Uh, a review yeah, of that might be coming up real soon, guys. So be on the lookout. Don't don't spill the beans. No doubt, no doubt. So thank you, Mister Yokozuna Bulldozer, for your submission. Oh man, Ryder Ryder Caputo gives us a double shot of robot apocalypse news and then he follows it up with some human resistance news. Uh This is the way I like to see it. I like to see how the world's going to end yet how the humans are going to fight back. Wow. (laughs) Robot apocalypse news here. He's got, um, it says uh, the U S Navy's littoral combat ships. Those are those crazy looking ships that are supposed to like, um, they, they're supposed to go really close to the shore. That's what then they're like crazily over budget, but um, oh. they're good. Yeah, they're pretty cool looking. They're like these very angular looking ships. Um, but um, it looks like uh, the U.S. Navy, he has a, I guess where he's, the Navy has added the ability to operate surface and underwater sea drones on its literal combat ships. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all we need. Okay, making, making unmanned stuff. Just, let's just add some untested AI. Maybe we'll have Tesla put their autopilot in there, see how that works out. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that. But he, he, he follows it up with some uh, human resistance news. It looks like the Human Driving Association is lobbying to protect humans' right to drive themselves. Thank you. Yes. And this is coming from um, thedrive.com. And it looks like this. Uh, they have the human... Man, driving manifesto. From <laughs> <laughs> my cold dead hands, you're gonna pry the steering wheel off. Yo, what a statement! <laughs> so it looks like they're they're going against um, the uh, self driving technology. To be quite honest with you, and if you guys have ever watched the Grand Tour, mm-hmm. they talk about this in the second season. Um, as much as you hear about the self driving cars, that technology is so far away that it's not even funny because as we're starting to see now the you're starting to see accidents with some of these cars yeah uh, it the technology is just not there yet it, it doesn't mean it won't be but it's just not there yet it's it's this you still have to uh, and then of course laws are going to have to adapt because how do you do this i mean so yeah but, I mean, uh, and they, ultimately you can't have uh, these these automated cars driving amongst the chaos that is traffic because you have a bunch of human beings driving and that's the, well, that's I'll, the I'll put factor. It, you know, it's, it's well, you don't even have that. I'll put mm-hmm. it to you this way: there's two things that you have to worry about. All right. Think of your cell phone. There's still dead spots in certain areas. Doesn't that's matter true. where you live. Yeah, and cybersecurity. Yeah, yeah. If, if your car, can get I mean, hacked, uh, these, these companies can't protect your credit card number. How are they going to keep your car from being hacked into? And it's going to have to be connected to GPS and a network in order to be able to get you around. So, yeah. Well, um, I mean, ultimately, yeah, that's I mean, nothing. Cars have GPS, but yeah. it's going to have to, it's going to, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. And then just <laughs> the, 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 the visual recognition technology, because some of them use visual recognition, some use um, a form of like Doppler radar, from what I understand. LIDAR. They use right. LIDAR, which is a type of radar. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I kind of like this. I'm actually surprised Jeremy Clarkson's not the, stu- the, the head of the Human Driving Association. <laughs> I would imagine he would be. <laughs> <laughs> kind of seems like something up his alley there. But thank you, Mr. 
uh, Ryder Caputo for scary news and then uplifting news. Yes, humans, you need to fight back. Don't let our robot overlords take over our jobs. And, you know, yeah, I know sometimes commutes are crazy, but, you know, in the most part, driving is pretty fun. So um, thank you for that. Oh, the next one here comes from oh, the evil Australian Moo Laflaga. Oh. oh, yeah, he's got a... He's got, this is, he's got a link here that says Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus 2 has exceptional graphics location test in Japan in May. So it looks like they've announced the 2 by 2 2 versus 2 arcade game Mobile Suit Gundam versus Extreme 2. Um, and it looks like they're kind of testing it out. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's definitely raised a lot of eyebrows, um, mainly because uh, we're probably not going to get a port of this anytime soon, uh, mainly because uh, Bandai just uh, released Gundam Versus, uh, kind of a reboot to the series on PS4 for a while. But in Japan, I'm sure it's a big deal. I mean, this is a big arcade yeah. draw. A lot of people come out to play these games, and uh, the last couple of games, the last couple iterations of Gundam Ver Extreme Versus have not come out on consoles, mainly for the fact that they're um, helping to keep uh, arcades open. So as much as I would love to play a home version of this game, um, because it has more suits in it than, say, the Gundam Versus that we got, uh, it's it's it, uh, I'm glad to see that the game's still going on. Um, but they usually get the hottest suits, man, and we got to wait for leftovers, man. That sucks. <laughs> well, it says here that um, they had some uh, suits that they were announcing that are going to be for the game. Mm -hmm. The Gundam Barbados Lupus Rex, mm -hmm. the Tri-Burning Gundam, Ooh. and the freaking Gundam Maxter, man. Man. You can get Crockett. Yeah, Triple come on, D, man. man. Shit. God, America? I am the champion. America? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, man. Oh, man. That hurts. America. I've been wanting to... So I've been wanting Chibody to come back for a while now. I'm a little salty, man. That sucks. <laughs> I think the last time I saw him was what, like one of those battle assault games? Wasn't he yeah, on one of yeah, those? Yeah, he was. He was assault? in one of the battle assault games. I do remember was it that. Two or three? I think it was two. I think it's two. It was two. I think two is the one that had the Gundam, um, the G Gundam characters I, in it. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, because I think the first one had what wing? Yeah, it had wing, and it had some of the. Um, some of the mobile, you know, suit. mobile suit, yeah, Universal Century. Yeah, because you'd yeah. always, you'd always fight Gene or Demon. Demon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Mister Lou Laflaga, for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from Yokozuna Bulldozer. Uh -oh. It looks like uh, Galaxy Express nine 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 stage play with Saji the O Riser riding King Arthur Crossroad playing the role of Tochiro. Uh, I get it. This is a very interesting <laughs> description. I actually got to open up the, this article here. So it looks like, oh, they, they, the Galaxy 999 stage plays video previews casting costumes. So, oh, yeah, okay. It looks like the Wait, voice of... Saji Crossroad yeah, is that guy? What? Yeah, well, he looks right, kind of like... Uh, he looks kind of like... Uh, go sexy Crossroad. Yeah, Sanji Crossroad, yeah. man. I, you know what that? Uh, uh, I, I I don't know if it's in the news, but uh, hopefully someone will put it there. But the the double O news that dropped recently also is uh, uh oh the well, sequel. Yeah, the yeah. No, 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 nobody has that in there. So that's you can, crazy. You can go ahead. And, so thank you, Mister Yokozuna Bulldozer, <laughs> for that submission. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That um, after ten years, we're going to be getting uh, um, a sequel. To yeah. Well, I, I know they confirmed a play. Which is supposed to focus on Graham. Apparently, Graham survived this experience with the ELS, and he's the main um, character of that play. Um, I know very few details about it, but let me look this up real quick. 
Oh wow! Uh, so, double o. is he going to be? Uh, is he going to be like uh, starting the Titans to take wipe out the ELS? The ELS? <laughs> no, because he's part. He's part else. His hair has like um the the liquid oh. metal thing. So when he when he exploded inside of the ELS, um, it it had a uh, it had an effect on him. Um, and apparently it, it didn't kill him. So I don't know if that's canon. And they're gonna go ahead and um. Here we go. Gundam 00 anime gets sequel project. I'll share the link with you. Here we go. But yeah, um, when it comes down to it, let's check out some of these details here. I'll bring it up on the screen. Uh, right. Um, yeah, there was a event in Tokyo on uh, Saturday of uh, last week. And um, they said the 00 anime is getting a new project. Uh, scrolling down. Um, let's see here. They didn't. They didn't. Okay, they didn't mention anything about the media of the spe- sequel. Uh, in the stories, war toward future, man's client has split into three factions over energy. Re- okay, that's the plot of Double O. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really telling us any. It is okay. That 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 link, but that's in Japanese, and I can't read Japanese. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Let's things see. the things I saw. Yeah, these are all these are all Japanese. Yeah, yeah I saw screenshots of uh, of of the way the characters look. Uh, they're older, of course, and I know um, that they showed Graham uh, like front and center, and he looks like he survived his experience with the L's and has that. And it stated that he was going to be the main character of the play. But there's oh, other things, cool. there's other things that are co- in the in the cooker for Double uh, O as well. Um, I don't know if there's a new series coming or not, but. Um, they do. Uh, they do say that. Maybe the chat will uh, enlighten us a little bit. But uh, I was hoping somebody would submit that news. The news uh, thing. I would. I would have dug up the article myself and brought it up here. But yeah, I remember. See- I remember seeing the thing, but I didn't remember seeing any too many details on it. It was yeah. just kind of an announcement. So I guess we'll keep you posted on that. So well, it's um, to further the story. So that's uh, pretty cool, man. I- I've been double O more like double no. Double O is okay, but the XC is still the hot one. That's such a hot suit. It's like, the, it's like the damn sister to the strike, man. Just that <laughs> long, just that long, you know, look to them. God, they're just such good looking suits. But um, thank you, uh, Solbro, for that submission. Wow. Well, damn. Real time <laughs> listener submitted article. <laughs> Not only are you a producer, but you're a listener. <laughs> so, well, but thank I'm, you everyone for all your submissions. If you ever have any um, news you'd like to share, uh, you can always put it through the Neos listener submitted news articles thread of the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. But you know what, too? I guess now, I guess we could step into like 2010. Maybe you could also submit some of these through the Twitter, through the Gundam Twitter feed. Yeah, that might be that might be a good way too. I mean, w- welcome to the 2010, so bro. Yeah, aren't you, you glad we're here? <laughs> use the hashtag Neo's News. <laughs> yeah, use the hashtag. Yeah, that, at, might be, at, that might at, be that might be a good way. I just thought of that. Yeah, Man, at Gundam that. at MHQ and use the hashtag Neo's News if yeah. there's any major developments. Uh, I think that's actually a very smart idea because you in, re- in, in, in real time, in, in real time, develop. In real time. Like, yeah, maybe I'll comment on them. There you go. That's not. That's what's up. Um, let's see here. So, uh, but yeah, we'll anything? But anything before we go into tonight's review? Oh, uh, nothing much, man. I'm pretty excited to talk about our our, our main focus tonight, man. And uh, okay, if anything, uh, I will. Uh, I'll do just that, man. Uh, tonight's review is of the Invincible Steel Man Daitan Three. Uh, in Japanese, it's Muteki Kojin Daitan Three. 
Um, I probably said that awful. Or, or as the uh, as the singer of the main song says, "Tatan three." <laughs> you, you didn't say, you didn't say it loud enough. Oh, oh th- that guy sounds like his voice is cracking in half when oh he says God. that shit. It's the best. I laugh every time I hear that theme song. It's great. Uh, but uh, that that theme song, "Come Here, Daitan Three, is uh, sung by Makoto Fujiwara. The series is directed by Yoshiyuki Tomino who you guys very much well know as a director of Mobile Suit Gundam and many, many, many other series. Uh, we did review a couple months ago um, a Zambot 3, and Zambot 3 came right before this series. Uh, this series mm-hmm. aired in uh, 1978. I'm getting my confirmation here. Yes. Uh, from 1978, uh, it, was, it aired first on uh, June the 3rd, and the series ended in 1979 on, a, on March 31st. And, and you know uh, what happened after this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was a 40-episode run, too. So it actually ran pretty long. Um, not as long, uh, well, longer than Zambot 3, not as long as Mobile Suit Gundam. I don't know if the show was a failure, but uh, being that it did uh, succeed more than Zambot 3, I would imagine it was actually a hit to some demographics, um, especially the younger demographic, which I think the show ends up catering to um, a lot more in the second half of the series. But um, just to sum things up, you have uh, the main character whose name is Banjo Haran. Uh, he is a uh, refugee from uh, Mars. He escapes from Mars uh, after uh, an outbreak of uh, a cybernetic uh, life forms called the Mega the Meganoids take over Mars. Uh, apparently, they were birthed from an experiment that his father did uh, in order to try to um, uh, to create a uh, cyborg cybernetic human. And then they ended up taking over and killing his family. And uh, he made him escape. He, he stole a fortune of gold and established himself on Earth with a uh, experimental robot called the Dytron Three, which he also stole from Mars in order to uh, to, to get a foothold on Earth and uh, be the uh, the first and last line of defense for Earth against an oncoming Meganoid invasion. Um, throughout the episodes, there are um, a, a, an assortment of commanders and uh, Meganoid uh, fodder soldiers that uh, come at, um, uh, uh, sorry, that uh, come after Banjo and his uh, his crew of sexy ladies and uh, this kid that I don't know how he, where does he live? <laughs> Topo, I think Topo is a, like an orphan or something, almost. I'm like. guessing, but uh, this kid is just like, don't you have parents? I, I guess he doesn't. But uh, no, the, he, I think he's an orphan. No, yeah. he's he, That's why he doesn't have parents. He's an orphan. Is he and really? He's got, I, I always thought. Yeah, he's got a he's got a brunette uh, Reka, and then he's mm-hmm. got a, a hot blonde beauty, beauty. which are these yeah. two chicks that are always trying to fight for his attention, especially yeah. in the beginning of the show. Yeah, beauty. Yeah, is Topo really- is a. Uh, Topo's an orphan, man. Topo's an orphan. They meet in episode two, who ends up sticking with them. And, of course, the man has a butler by the name of Garrison. Probably one of the greatest <laughs> fucking butlers of all time. Thank God. Yeah, he's, this, up there with, he's up there with Alfred. He is up there with Alfred. Oh, fun fact, by the way. Uh, he's voiced by a gentleman by the name of uh, Koichi Kitamura, who is actually the Japanese uh, voice of Alfred in Batman the Animated Series. So he went on to play another butler, another famous butler, uh, later on in Batman the Animated Series, probably because he played uh, a very well-known butler in Daitan 3. So I think that's really cool. Um, the main character is voiced by uh, Hirotaka uh, Suzuoki, who is also the voice of Bright Noah. 
uh, Banjo. Banjo is uh, voiced by the who would inevitably become the voice of Bright Noah. And uh, with his ragtag crew, he helps to defend Earth from an onslaught uh, invasion. Of... Crew. They're far from a ragtag crew. Ban- Banjo, Banjo stole a bunch of money and gold from Mars mm-hmm. and has like a kill house. Shacked and, up, boy. And they got they got all types of stuff. So they're they're hard they're they're. Are hardly just getting by. Yeah, exactly. They're not scraping, but um, right. they make do, man. And um, they get into these crazy knockdown, drag out battles uh, between the Daitaran itself and uh, all these uh, commanders that could turn into Megaborgs, these giant uh, robies type creatures. <laughs> well, they're not. They're not. Robies. They're not robies. They're more they're, like they're just uh, they supersized just... Uh, cyber cybernetic uh, titans. That uh that 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 take on the Daitaran with all an assortment of different powers, and it, the show is very Monster of the Week. So I, I would say it's the definition of Monster of the Week. Um, so much so I would say even more so than um Zambot Three. Zambot Three, there were arcs, and although it was Monster of the Week, you could feel that there was some continuity between some of the uh, episodes. This was a different damn story. <laughs> Every episode is a new scenario you're getting thrown into, um, and you just hit the ground running with every episode. There's you if you you will break your neck trying to understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> well, yes, and, and I mean before we go into that, yeah, before but, we go into the mm-hmm. the the uh, we, we should probably hit on what the Dietarn is, and the the Dietarn basically it starts off with the Mock Patrol, mm-hmm. which. Banjo, he's he he's part of Interpol, and is he really? Oh, it's not that Rick was. No, she was part of Interpol, and he's kind of like a. But he's got a this. It's called the Mock Patrol, but it looks like basically a police car. Yeah, and it'll transform into a plane, and then he calls in the Dietarn, which basically is like in kind of like a, like almost just like a, um, I want to say maybe like a armor mode and then he kind of goes into it and it has a super complicated uh scene <laughs> to go from car <laughs> to uh to, to cockpit and then of course it transforms into the Dintarn. and i think at one point the Dintarns in the the die fighters of the um its spaceship form and then yeah. it becomes a tank early tank, on man. too yo the predecessor but you don't, you don't tank, see it yeah, but you don't see that too much after that. I don't believe. I don't. I don't I think few, you may see. There's a few moments. One or once or twice. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's kind of interesting, me. But and then of course the Dytarn has crazy amount of weapons yes. and actually has a cock rocket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dytarn missile. <laughs> actually has the Dytarn missile that comes pretty much right above where you think. Now speaking so, of the weapons, speaking of the weapons, explain this to me. You have the Dytarn web, which is the cross uh, dart on his chest. And then you yeah, have the a... cross dart, which is a web of electricity. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they crossed the names. Like, they got, they got the names backwards. I don't understand that. Well, when I'm watching the show, it's like, Dytarn web! And he takes off that thing off his chest and throws it. And it's like, that's cool! But shouldn't that be called the cross dart? <laughs> Well, it's not. So it's not. I, no, no, it's, I, it's definitely not. I, I, get, I, I get what you're saying, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, the, the craziest weapon, which is the Daitarn fan. Yes. Which he puts up basically Japanese fans. That's a classic weapon. And they somehow they def- they deflect everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> so. 
And of course, it's a red, white, and yellow. Looks probably one of the most samurai looking um, <laughs> above really, all these mechs. It's super, it's super weeaboo, man. Um, it's just a crazy blend of West meets East in the 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 aesthetic of this series, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it seems to work. It's 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 Looney Tunes. I would say it's anime meets Hanna Barbera. I, I don't I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> yeah, but it's also. It's Looney Tunes meets Hanna-Barbera, but it's also got shades of James Bond and mm. Batman. And. Because before we go into some other things with you like about this, you mentioned Garrison earlier. Garrison yeah. is Alfred. Yeah, he sure and is. And he, he does everything like that. Um, Banjo is a rich guy mm-hmm. that lives in, a ca- and lives in a big house that everybody wants to get to know. At the beginning, Reka and Beauty want to um, get to know this guy because they want to basically try to make him her boyfriend. Yeah, and they and they keep that on for pretty much most of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, um, to fight against the me- uh, Meganoids, you forgot. I mean, you mentioned the Commanders, but you figured you forgot that they are um, their leaders are Don Zuthar and uh, Kronos, which yes. Don Zuthar is like a He's like a disembodied brain on top of like a weird looking face with a cape. And then Kronos is just like a kind of crazy looking lady that is there. I, they're in love with each other. I don't, they insinuate that they are, Jesus queen, they were, basically. yeah, yeah, that yeah. they were something before he became a robot. Cause in, in essence, this technology it basically converts humans into robots and what the Meganoids are coming into attack earth. They're going to take all of earth's population mm-hmm. and make them into, um, Meganoids. And once you hit a certain, and there's different levels, some of the low rent soldiers look more like robots where the commanders, they look a little weird. They almost look like Dragon Ball Z characters in some ways. Kind of, yeah, like yeah. Some of them look reminded me of Cell and everything. Our, our tokusatsu kind of villains, they, they look like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, um, yeah, like you said, it's uh, Monster of the Week. Like, pretty much Monster of the Week. There is a different monster every week. Every week. Uh, yeah, no question. <laughs> so, I guess we can kind of go into maybe some of the things you like, uh so, bro. Well, I I enjoyed the lightheartedness of the series, especially after mm-hmm. watching Zambot three. Um, oh, this yes. is definitely night and day, and this quite literally because if you guys remember, the Zambot uses the power of the moon, and the Diatron three uses the power of the sun. sun. So yeah. it literally is night and day, and when, when it comes to tone, there are some uh, there are some episodes with some some brief stakes. Uh, I did like when they brought up that um that that uh, Banjo is so. He's so caught up in his his quest to destroy all the Meganoids that he is willing to sacrifice his friends, or at least put on the facade that he's willing to sacrifice his cohorts uh-huh. in that. Uh, there were two episodes back-to-back, which actually delved into it, and I thought it was going to be a sticking point leading up to the finale, but it ended up not being, which is probably one of my negatives in the series because it showed development going on with the characters. But yeah, uh, when they confronted um, Koros, uh, when they had their first showdown with her uh, in the middle of the series... Um, she had beauty by her by her by her hair and was like slamming her around and saying, I'll shoot her if uh, if you approach me. And um, he said, I'm willing to take the risk. 
because if I can take you out, that's going to end the war. And, you know, it, it's, it's cold, but at the same time, I could see that it is a calculated risk and it, it's daring her, the, the villain to do something about it or, or to gamble on, 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 on acting. But um, it also showed uh, Banjo in a certain light, which made him a more interesting character. But they dropped that later on because um, they kind of just go full out, full out Looney Tunes um, in the second half of the series. And it kind of loses its hard edge a little bit um, that they were building up to, except for maybe the occasional episode here and there. But, well, yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah, and I think what you, I think what you bring up is, um, it's, it's lighthearted even at the beginning. Now, yeah, I will warn people, this is a show, a product of its time. So if you're not comfortable with, um, men belittling women oh, yeah. in these shows, this is not the show to watch because, they're basically at the beginning. Beauty comes up and they're talking about. Was it Beauty or Ra- it was Rekha? It comes yeah. up and she's uh, she's with Interpol and she's trying to get in touch with Banjo because they kind of know about what's going on with the Meganoids and there's a rumor about him knowing that he's the one to to help out with that. And he basically says, and it stood out to me. He goes, "Yeah." Um, that's nice you work for Interpol, but you're probably not very good at it, so why don't you work for me? (laughs) The show is mad sexist, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, it's bad everything. It is Sean Connery sexist. (laughs) Yeah. And then it gets gets, uh, Roger Moore silly later on. (laughs) So I just wanted to kind of let people know about that uh, before they they watch it. But, yeah, I will say that um, Banjo is very... Focused in the first part of the series with um, the Meganoids, destroying the Meganoids. And he's at a point where even when we see that some people have been turned into Meganoids and turned into commanders for their own reasons that sometimes are kind of noble reasons, yeah, um, he shows no mercy. And he goes to a point where he is just going through and killing and killing and killing these Meganoids. Because, I mean, we'll put it to you this way. It is basically, oh, some evil plan comes up. They they show up in a death battle, which is sort of these giant weird ships that the Meganoids use. They do something where they blow up this, or they're trying to take over that. And he shows up, can't do anything in the di- in the mock patrol, brings out the Diatarn. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on what they need, this, this combination sequence goes from full combination sequence to um, you just see the mock patrol docking with the Diatarn, and the next thing you know, it's fully assembled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, depending on the episode. Um, something I forgot fight, to mention. Fight, and mm-hmm. then basically kills him with the power of the sun. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Every he, time he, shoot, he shoots him with, um, I think it's what the cross. Um, I forget what attack it is. Oh, the sun attack. Oh, the, 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 sun the sun attack. attack. And then the di- and then the, the diatron crush. The diatron crush, which yep. basically is just a flying leg drop. It's a dive kick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. Something I forgot to mention. Uh, one of the big uh, objectives of the Meganoids is to, uh, in order to bring peace in the universe and expand their race in the universe, they plan to come to Earth and turn everybody into uh, cyborgs. Uh, basically, you'll live forever, mm-hmm. but you can't have love. Um, you'll never grow. They, they even want to turn kids into cyborgs, which means they'll never age and all that stuff. So it's kind of creepy. Like the, the 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 way the series starts out, it's like, man. This is this is insidious. I was expecting kind of more of a uh, a thing like in um 
in uh, what's it um, in 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 the other series that we reviewed, um, Zambot. Zambot, where there were uh, they, they would put bombs in people and how that insidious that was, but instead the the uh, the cyborgs would be like hidden among society and they'd be working having conspiracy against uh, the the resistance well, against them. But it was they it was were not also, that complicated. So, well, they were created to help um, have people travel through the through the stars mm-hmm. and of course you know at the beginning of the show you don't really know but then you do find out about halfway through that oh it's banjo's father that created these things oh yeah and it went out of control of course it's always you know you, you create the machine you give it this the ability to think itself and the next thing you know it it, it uh rebels on you but um you know i i'd, I'd have to say you know it's. I've noticed this with the Tamino shows prior to Mobile Suit Gundam. They all start off with more of like a kid feel. Yeah. But then I don't know if it's maybe the the suits aren't on him as much. But halfway through, that's when he starts testing out all these things that eventually you find out he puts together Mobile Suit Gundam because there's <laughs> so much of these plot points and things. Of you know, and we see. I mean, I, I know you said you didn't like the second half of the series. I actually do like the second I, half. I of the I don't series hate it either. I just I think because it, it lacks compared to the to the first half. I would say, but I, well, I still it, I still found it it's fun. fun in the first half. But yeah. I like Banjo more because he's less one dimensional. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because we see that he starts feeling for that. He actually falls for a woman. Yeah. that he finds out is a mega neganoid mm-hmm. uh, actually has to kill her. And then there's one point, I think it was what fourth, the third to last episode, the three scientists, yeah. they turn into, they turn into a mega but instead of killing them, because these guys were kind of forced into doing what they're, they're trying to do. He, he makes it, I guess they had a watch that keeps them as a mega Did it where he shut off the watch and they, and they survived. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it. So I mean, yeah, and um, his rival shows up and uh and they fight and um he, uh, he spares his guy. life too. Yeah, and um you got to and even earlier in the series when the the pair of lovers from uh from from uh, when that oh, girl Frank. escapes, yeah, Frank and Marie, Frank and um, Maria, yeah. yeah, when when she escapes in order to lure him to Earth so that way they can both escape. Uh, from being there because apparently if you're a uh, mega meganoid you can't fall in love and uh, right. be a couple. So she, there's one girl who ended up being converted into a meganoid. Um, she she escapes from Mars, comes to Earth, and then um, a this Frankenstein looking guy named Frankie uh, shows up to chase after her, and um, it turns out that she um, was in love with him the whole time and confesses her love to him. And he was her. in love with her. And he was so. in love with her, but he never thought that he was ever worthy of being loved because he considered yeah. himself ugly. And it's one of those simple stories that's old as time, but it was nice to see that that episode resolved itself without seeing the death of some mega Borgs, and it showed that uh, Banjo could actually, you know, have compassion for uh for mega borgs uh even though um or meganoids even though they're his sworn enemy uh he didn't he didn't kill them or anything like that he let them go on to live their life um and then we see this repeated later on in the series with another uh star-crossed couple that comes down to chase after the original couple and uh, they end up realizing that they love each other as well and that was a, a pretty funny episode with a lot of homages to ninjas and uh and uh that whole that pretty much was a ninja 
themed episode, so uh, you know, I, I love me some ninjas. <laughs> yeah, and of course we get the obligable uh, episode where we find out that part of the reason why Banjo is what he is because he came from a screwed up family life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he seems like he has it all, his father was so obsessed with doing his work that he just kind of um, neglected them. And there's a point where the Meganoids, because the Meganoids are always trying to do some type of thing to trick him to action. There, there's actually a one part that they actually gain control of the Ditron. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Uh, which was actually pretty interesting because the fact that they went there um, you know, gosh, how I many we've never seen like, you know, if you want to just put it with Mobile Suit Gundam, nobody ever got, uh, you know, Char never got in the cockpit of the Arc seventy eight. Nope. I mean, but there's a point where this happens. But you know, so they they're always trying to concoct different things, and some of them are pretty ingenious. And for a monster of the week, and you know, it's. Some shows do it well, some don't. This one does it pretty well because I do like the fact that the commanders are always a little different and they always have a weird plan, but it's not one of those typical weird super robot plans where it's like, you know this thing's just going to not work. Oh, yeah. Because a couple of them actually almost work, and you're like, wow, okay. <laughs> but uh, and And one of the big ones when they kind of got into his mind and he's reliving his childhood and needing, um, well, actually not even his childhood, like a year or two prior when he, before he left uh, um, Mars and he's mm-hmm. having dinner with his family. And it's like, wow, you, I actually thought he was going to give stuff up there, but um, he didn't, he fought through it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And, and the Ditarn gang, they're, kind of goofy <laughs> i mean they are uh they are definitely a different type of people and it, and it but it is kind of refreshing after a while that we see that the girls stop trying to chase them all the time and they just become more of a cohesive team so yeah, absolutely hey let me ask you a question what was your favorite what was your favorite episode oh, any anything else on some of the goods the bad uh, some of the goods yeah, yeah. Before we go um, into some of the bads. Sure. Uh, what was your favorite episode? I wanted. To, I was just curious. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. I can hear you. Oh no. All right. Hang on a second. Let me drop out and drop back in. Testing one two. Can you hear me? Oh. He can't hear me. No. I can hear him though. What is going on? I'll close out and go back in. But uh, let's see here. Sorry guys. That's what happens when you have when you go live. Sometimes crazy shit happens. Thank you, Discord. Thank you so much. Let's see here. Stream, you can hear me though, right? All right, Stream. I, I can see uh, Exploit is picking up my voice, so that's what's up. But uh, all right, I'm getting back in. I'm going back to Neo now. Testing one two. On? Hello. We're using Discord. Hey, can yeah. you hear me? You can hear me? Yeah, I know. He's so <laughs> pro luck. All right. Hey, can you hear me? Um, Testing. Okay, oh. he's back in Discord, hey. and I'm. <laughs> see, I, I don't hear you, soul bro. Oh no! Uh, let's see if I can fix so, that. So I don't. Can you hear me now? Hear... Damn, I can hear you. Yay! So, oh, but... all right, <laughs> all right. Well, he's trying. <laughs> you guys hear both of us? I don't hear him. So, let me check my audio real quick. Okay. 
I'm about to have him go meet me up on Skype. It's funny, I can hear him fine. But he can't hear me at all. I love this. Rap says, uh, sure thing, dude. Good audio on YouTube. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. The Soul Bro Luck. Yeah, thank you, Brian. <laughs> Maybe it's on my end. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Testing one, two. One, two, testing. All right. Well. Hello. Okay, that's going. I'll see you on Skype. I'll see you on Skype. Let's go there. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's go into Skype. I hate to use it, but fuck it. Let's go. Let's do this. Where is... Uh, I close it? Okay, cool. Let's close that. What the hell? I thought I closed it. Oh, okay, there it is. Alright, sign out. There we go. Go into Skype now. Oh, yeah, guys. You get to see this live. All sorts of audio issues. But you know what? That's cool. That's cool. You get to see how the sausage is made, right? There you go. It's educational, guys. All right. It's no different than having a stream and having problems. Uh, no, I don't want to update that. No, not right now. I'm using good old American Skype. Not that it's American at all, but it's Skype. All right. Let me call him. Let's see what happens. We're going to sound like poop. That's what we're going to sound like. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, hello. All right. I don't even hear you at all. What is going on? Okay. Uh, speakers? Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Why is it saying I'm muted? All right. Hello? Yeah, no, I can hear you. All right, cool. I wasn't picking up my phone first. Mm -hmm. I can't hear you over my headset for some reason. Let me... Yeah, I would, I, go to, I would go to tools and go to options. And go to audio settings. And check your speakers. See where see where they're set at. Yeah, well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing, and I'm seeing the speakers. Let's see. Okay, the speakers are, but it's the headphone jack is the issue. Can you select the headphone jack, or can you select the speakers having to do with that, or um, right click over on uh, playback? Uh, go down to the the volume control. Right-click playback devices and see which uh, is uh, set to default right now because it may have changed. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. Hold on. And audio devices. Jazzy says, talk about having a one-sided conversation. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know what happened here. Like, it just went completely dead for some reason. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Yeah, for me, I, I could hear you just fine. There was no change in anything. Connection's still strong. I think if you fix it, it'll fix it in Discord as well. It's like it turned off the uh, the headphone jack for the most part. <laughs> Jazzy asks, is Dietron 3 sponsored by Sunday Delight? But of course, probably back in the day, it might have been. <laughs> it may have been, man. Now, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. You do sound, you don't sound as good as you did, uh, but it could be that we're on Skype. I do. Am I coming through your headphones? No, I'm at, you're actually coming through my speakers. That's um, why I'm... So, that's, when, if, if that's the case, when you go over to uh, the sound... No, uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's doing the microphone. It's picking up the, 
the microphone. I can just bring it closer to me if that's better. Oh, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just um, so you can. I'm worried about the feedback. That's yeah, the that's issue. what I'm worried about too. Um, so when you go to playback in that tab, pay, playback under the sound options, um, this, 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 so it shows speakers and it doesn't show your headphones uh, as its no. own separate thing. No, it doesn't. Now it detects the jack going in, but it doesn't. It doesn't go. Over. Does your yeah. headphones? Do you, mm -hmm. It's uh, all right. Let me check this real quick then. Does your headphones need charging? Are they out of juice? What the heck is going on? This is crazy. NSA shenanigans, you'll rob. <laughs> I don't know if this thing just went dead on me or what. You have another pair of headphones you can plug in just to see the difference? I've had many headphones die on me in the, throughout my life, so... And pull up some tweets while I wait for Neo to do this. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta switch over to. I'm just gonna go to some smaller headphones real quick. For cool. some reason, it's not working. No worries, man. I see here that Robert Mallard. Shout out to Rob Mallard, the real Rob Mallard at uh, real Rob Mallard on Twitter. Twitter. He puts up a uh, a link to uh, the Gundam Double O box set. Release date is September fourth, twenty eighteen. Says it looks good. Good. He's the first to use the hashtag. Neo's News, I believe. Let me see here. See the first one to use it? Hashtag Neo's News. What? What? Yo, Rob Mallard. Good shit. You're in the building. Let's pull it up real quick. All right. And there it is, man. It's $168.99 plus tax. Uh, 10th Anniversary Ultra Edition. You've got all this. It's got a five-star review. Just one. Gundam Double O is here. I love the look and everything with Gundam Double O. I still enjoy the show. It gets a lot of flack because uh, I saw in the chat earlier you guys were saying that the suits were overpowered. I'm not. I'm used to Gundam series where the with the Gundams are overpowered though. Um, to me, Seed had the same thing going on with it, and uh, also uh, Wing had the same thing as well. Man, they had overpowered suits. Were they over overpowered in uh, Double O? Maybe, maybe. But um, I, to me, it just it felt like it had parity with those other series as well when it came to the strength of those suits. But uh, this looks good, man. I, I do want to own this on Blu-ray someday. I just don't have 168 to fork out, but I do have time, being that it's coming out. And that price is uh, a lot lower than what the retail price is going to be. So that's actually a pretty good deal. So shout out to Rob Mallard for that. That's what's up. Let me see here. What's going on? Um, Rob Mallard also hits us up with... Ooh! Spoilers! Oh, I'm not fucking with that. I'm not fucking with that. Oh, oh this? Oh, <laughs> I get it. Yo, <laughs> yo, Rob, please. <laughs> Good Me shit. Too. Still having, still, still having problems, huh? He's I think the jack went on this. Oh wow. Well, we, we're fine. We'll, we'll, we can, we can make it work with what we got. So that, that's perfect, Levine. If we got to do it through uh, uh, the speakers. Uh, then we'll do it through the speakers. It's all right. It's not really feeding back all that bad, so I, I don't hear myself all that bad. So if, if it doesn't bother you, we can we can just pick up where we left off. That's perfectly fine. 
Um, but uh, just just to point out to the people who are listening and can't see it, uh, Rob shared a picture of Fatos rearing back his uh, Infinity Gauntlet, and you see old boy from Victory Gundam the, the, <laughs> flying his plane into uh, uh, what's it, Oliver? Yeah, uh, flying his plane into uh, it, it's about to be punched by Thanos. <laughs> That's a work of art, sir. That's a work of art. Thank you so much. That's great. And, uh, Sobra. Yes, yes. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah, let me. Uh, I can hear you now, but you're really low. I don't know why. Testing one, Try two, now. two. Testing. Am I still low? Yeah, I think it's just on my end, but that that's fine. We can. It's enough to get through. Yeah, we'll I think get, we can get we got this, man. We got this. No worries. So we'll we'll go ahead and uh, we'll pick up where we left off. We were talking about uh, the last of our pros for. Uh, yes. Let me fix this. The last of our pros for uh, Dietarin. Thank you for being patient, Stream. Yeah, yo, Stream, good shit. That's all right, man. These things are gonna happen, and they're they're pretty game. They've they've seen worse on other streams that we've done, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is par for the course but yeah um i, I was asking you what you thought what your favorite episode was on die turn three i i have to like the episode where the where he's uh they trick um banjo and you see the thing with his family mm-hmm. and i actually do like the one with the ice skater because that's the one where you really see him um you know he he really becomes. Um, he really puts it all together when it comes to the meganoids, because you find out that woman she does it for trying to be the best, and she, you know, she got caught up, and she's almost a, a, a pawn, and you know he had a hard time um, doing it, you know, oh, yeah. killing her, mainly because of um, she had merged with her sister, so. Um, but yeah, those are probably my favorites right there. And I do like the three scientists. I think it's like the third or fourth one to- before the end. Yeah. Yeah, th- those guys were pretty good too. I, I like cool. that one. Hey, uh, th- and going back to the one with the girl who is the skater, um, she was she's definitely torn not only between her love for um, her love for Banjo, but also uh, the fact that uh, her sister is pretty much, she also loved her sister, and she was torn mm-hmm. between the two of them. So it's 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 a classic super robot trope you'll see where you have the oh, yeah. you have the one person who doesn't want to be a villain and wants to live a normal life and actually likes the main protagonist but is destined to fight them. Um, Nadesco spoofed that shit so well in Gekiganger with Aquamarine. They had a spoof in there about a character named Aquamarine that uh, it was the exact same story that she was uh, the that uh, one of the main pilots and her fell in love and then it turned out she was one of the enemies uh, uh, planted uh, monsters and they had to fight her and destroy her at the end and it's like this is a tale as old as time <laughs> just look, yeah. at, look at it here in Die Turn three but uh, my favorite episode was uh, and I don't know if you remember this but uh, remember Jimmy Dean <laughs> oh yeah Jimmy Dean. <laughs> There's an episode with a great setup. Apparently, there's like this space cruiser that's owned by this rich Texan-looking dude, and he has all these Hollywood stars and starlets, about yeah. 500 of them, on the maiden flight for this thing, and he invites uh, the Dietarn crew as, as well on board because he's got some some schemes and plans. And uh, it turns out that one of the stars is an actual a mega a meganoid or a mega mega Borg. 
And he's a famous looking star named Jimmy Dean. Kind of looks like Robert Redford, anime Robert Redford. But mm-hmm. uh, it turns out that it gets revealed real early that he's a, a mega a meganoid, and both him and uh, and 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 uh, Bonjo get into it, and they have a gunfight, and the ladies are helping Bonjo out, and it just turns out to be a ridiculous affair. There's a montage of moments where they're st- uh, they they recreate logos from studios throughout the entire fight that's going on. Uh, you'll see the Paramount logo, you'll see the MGM logo. It is it is ridiculous, and you'll see Star Wars get spoofed because this this show came out during uh, the time that Star Wars was just hitting theaters or had just hit theaters, so it was a worldwide phenomenon. So they uh, had a couple homages to Star Wars in that episode, and it was just silly that this guy's name was Jimmy Dean because I love that man's sausages. <laughs> yeah, that 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 one was a pretty good one too. I laughed the entire time. I think that was my favorite episode in the entire run. It's silly as hell. It's a uh, it's it's in the twenties somewhere. I think it's in the mid twenties, but um, it's a really good episode, and uh, I recommend that one uh, over all of them. There's another one that came before that that had to do with a martial artist that was uh, a, it looked a lot like Gordon Liu to me at first yeah it's kind of bald and uh well it was uh wong wong law wong law yeah yeah and it, yeah it, that was a good one too and they were filming a movie just like in this one they were filming uh, that episode with jimmy dean the texan guy wanted to film a movie starring um starring uh banjo taking you, you, on a mega ben, yeah banjo yeah and um before that uh in the episode of wong law uh he was filming a movie he was kind of like a uh, lynn kyle in a sense where he was a martial arts star. <laughs> he <was> Lin Kyle. <laughs> it was fucking yeah. Lin Kyle so bad. And um, basically, he was challenging the die turn to that. And he was an honorable dude. He was one of the first, uh, one of the first mega mega Borgs that was just like, look, I'm I'm cool. I'm not trying to set you up. Uh, I, this is what I want. These are the rules I'm setting. And then there had to be some scumbag in the mix that was just trying to ruin a good thing. And um, it was a good episode. I, I like that episode. And it's one of the earlier ones. I'd say it's in the late tens early teens yeah but, um, it's like episode 10 yeah it's it's right around there it's a fun ep um well then then you got um then you got that what remember the tank dude hessler yeah yeah I mean, kilgore's favorite guy kilgore's he's all about favorite, tanks the, the world of tanks man <laughs> and that tank showed back up later on in the series it did they had they, they, there was two episodes and this is a negative but there were two episodes that were kind of like um episodes where you would see where they kind of uh there are episodes where they had to save on the budget, so they yeah. had to use a lot of old animation. And one of them was a battle royale uh, with the two girls piloting uh, the Zambot 3. And let me say something about the women in this show. Reka and Beauty are actually very capable women. Um, more mm-hmm. so than a lot of women in mecha anime that you saw in the time. These women kick ass. Let me just put that on the yeah, table. Yeah, they actually do. They, yeah. they, they sometimes get belittled because the men have so much... Uh, a male, this is such a male chauvinist vibe in that time period that they're, they're, the women are kind of played as vapid. But when it comes down to it, those women got dirty and they were able to kick some ass. And Reka, especially when uh, in the episode where she was mind controlled, um, she was one hell of an archer. I didn't realize how badass she was. She was making fucking arrow shots like like the Green Arrow. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, pretty much. She was that talented. I mean, she she's of course a, a Interpol police officer, but you. You 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 knew she was capable because she was a great mechanic, um she was a decent pilot, um she could fight hand to hand and beauty also was a she, although she was kind of an adventurer, um you know that she wasn't you know one to 
uh, to take things laying down, and she was very feisty, so she could throw a punch with the best of them. And I, I love that episode where they're uh, doing that battle royale, although it was a kind of a uh, a recap episode or just an episode that recycled a lot of animation. Um, I like the fact that they got the pilot, the Zambot, just like uh, uh, our homeboy uh, Garrison got the pilot, the Zambot later on in the series. Fucking great episode too. <laughs> episode was so good but uh there's a lot of stand-up moments in the show man uh i gotta say and uh any any other ones you could think of before we get into some of the negatives well i'd have to say i i actually do and you know i guess we should have did this as a spoiler alert but you know mm-hmm. the show's like 40 years old oh, so yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna spoil the shit out of it the show, the show uh, is one year younger than me <laughs> yeah so it's it's uh, but but the but the thing about it is, um, it's got the craziest, most ambiguous ending, and yeah. I actually have to give it to Banjo at the end because he said, "I just want all the you know." Of course, they hurt Kronos. Don Zuther goes crazy, starts fighting everything, and actually ends up being just this really tough enemy because throughout the whole series. He just kind of sits there, and he doesn't even really say anything. He just has this light show, uh, shine up from him, and and for and only Kronos is able to really kind of uh, translate what he says. Right. But you have this big battle. You know, they go through the the Dietarn's been stolen. He gets it back. He's he saved them. He saved Beauty, Rake, and Top Topo, and. He needs to destroy the city on Mars because they end up going to the Mars, and in the end, he just says, "I just want all this to end." Yeah. And he then you just see a huge explosion yeah. happening because the Dietarns just blowing up this base on oh, Mars because he mm-hmm. sent the gang off planet, and you get this weird thing of like, "Okay, did he die?" And then we end up at his mansion. And everybody's just, and then Beauty and Rake are like, oh, well, you know, too bad. Neither one of us got him. He's just, you know, whatever. And then, like, Garrett, you know, and then Top leaves, and then Garrison ends up leaving, and he, like, turns out the lights. Yeah. (laughs) At the the mansion, goes down to the end of the, the driveway, picks up the city bus, and then we see one of the lights come on at the end, and then it's the end of the show. So it's in the show, yeah. It, it, it's a really bizarre ending. It really is. Like I'm watching, I had to watch it twice because I had I was I was lacking what because okay he wins the battle and he says I'm sick of this. Like uh, when he finally got his revenge, he realized how bitter it was, and he realized you know how 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 um how much of a pirate victory was because he killed people who were very passionate pyrrhic. about what they wanted pyrrhic to do. Pyrrhic victory, not a pirate victory. Oh, uh, was that? A pyrrhic victory, a pyrrhic, not a pirate. Oh, my my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> a pyrrhic victory, but he um he realizes that it didn't feel as good even though he got revenge for his family and um you know he 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 set out to do what he what he did. It was a very bitter battle and he could see that he was embittered by it and after he defeated him he said I'm sick of this. And then you see the Dytorn floating in space as Mars is shooting away. Because the game plan for the uh, the final battle was that the uh, the the Meganoids were going to send Mars crashing into Earth, or at least uh, the, to use Mars as a weapon, basically, to assault Earth for the most part. And um, they, of course, the Dytorn crew, they they stop that from happening and send Mars back to where it belongs. And um, 
you know, you see the Dytoran floating in space. Uh, it's back to the camera as Mars is going in the opposite direction. And uh, that's the last you see of the Dytoran and, of course, of, of, of Banjo. And then everybody's leaving the mansion and going back to their regular lives. And uh, you don't know what happened to, to, to Banjo for the most part, except for that ambiguous uh, thing where uh, everybody leaves the mansion. And, and of course, um, uh, uh, Garrison locks the door. He puts a padlock on the front door. All yeah. the lights are off. And then all of a sudden, when they show the mansion again, it's raining. And the theme song is playing. And then when you see the mansion again up close, there's a light on, as Neil mentioned, in the corner room. And I'm wondering if Banjo's living in that house. He's living in exile for the most part because of uh, maybe he feels guilt for what he did. I don't know. But it's super ambiguous. And it's very out of place for a series that was just ridiculous leading up to this final episode. I didn't realize it was going to end so strong. <laughs> and, and, and I think we have to realize that the, the show after this that Tamino does is Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah. And and I think as I'm watching this show, it's like a dress rehearsal for what he kind of he was trying out a bunch of story arcs. I think, I think in some so. ways with this, because a lot of what you see in here is things that we sh- that shows up in Mobile Suit Gundam, and then just and then just in later on, uh, you know, Gundam. So it's 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 an interesting interesting show. But um, I guess when it comes to that stuff, that that's my that th- those are the things I really like about it. But um, you know, we I guess we'll go to some of our dislikes. I, I do have one. Um, this is something that I've noticed that Tamino does. Um, he, the way he tells his stories, it's kind of like the scatter shot throughout the course of the series. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam is a bit more traditional, where you uh, you see the it's a journey log of people being in a war. So it, that is actually a lot more tighter. Then you see a normal Tamino story, but this, the way they told the story in this reminded me actually a little bit of G Reco, where you're finding things on the go, but the, the, the backstory is not the main focus. It's just the stuff that's scattered or, uh, seasoned along the storyline where you find out things about Banjo and what caused the, uh, the mega noise to come into existence and important story elements that are just laid out randomly throughout the episodes as you watch them you don't know what episodes are actually the ones to watch and what episodes you can just just sit back and and, and just not pay half attention to uh because <laughs> you don't know when an actual element uh, story element's gonna pop up in an episode and it's like oh that's interesting <laughs> that's that's fascinating i would like to see more about that particular subject i wanted to see a whole episode that focused on um when 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 Banjo lived on Mars and how everything went down and how things went to shit, kind of like in G well, Gundam, you, where you found you get out, a little bit of it. I mean, yeah. you get a little bit of it. You do. Like it reminded me of the thing with uh, his father and his father creating the instrument of destruction. Basically, reminded me of um, G Gundam with uh, with how things went down between. Um, Oh, the devil Gundam. The devil yeah, Gundam. The devil's Gundam. The, and the and the and the devil Doctor Kashu. Doctor Kashu and Domon and how things went down with that. It was a little shades of that. And yeah, guys, um, this series has a, uh, a has a big influence on the Big O. If you guys didn't know this, the Big O uh, has a lot to thank for Dietarn Three because the setup is almost similar. Um, you have a guy who is the pilot of a, a mega, a, a, a mega deuce, which I guess I got the name mega. It is kind of a nod towards Dietarn anyway, but he's got a butler and he has a, 
Um, and he's rich, and he pilot, you know, and he has uh, two beautiful women on his arms. He's got uh, Dorothy and uh, Angel. So um, it's it's it does borrow quite a bit from Die Tarn Three. If you guys ever enjoyed Big O, this is like its grandfather series <laughs> for the most part. But yeah, the the way the story's told, man, um, I had issues with just how how flippant it was with how it told the story sometimes. But um, ultimately, I got over it because I was just having a fun time watching the ridiculous unfold. But um, any any major negatives that you could um, that you had in mind? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess especially at the beginning, I think um, the fact that he's so that banjo, like I said earlier, he was just so set in his ways, and there was no reason because as the viewers were seeing, oh, some of these um, commanders and stuff, they have there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing. There's not, you know, it's that sometimes aren't doing this out of choice. And he was just so, um, dead set and kind of just destroying all the Meganoids. And even they called him out a couple of times about it. They're like, Oh, you, you say you like to protect people, but you'll kill us. No problem. Yeah. And, and they, they kind of call him out on it. And, um, yeah. So I, I think that I like the, the negative is, to me is that he um you know he's so singular in his in his mindset with um with the with the meganoids mm -hmm. and um you know I, I think that it 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 you really see i mean you always see this as uh you always hear that oh well you know the the character grew but you actually do see the character panjo banjo does grow and they all kind of grow because they're at the beginning they're kind of i mean even they're a little silly, and the you know, like you said, they at first they kind of show the women as just like things as you know things for him to ogle and, and stuff like that. But then we see they're actually really good at what they're doing, Absolutely. except for top, except for Topo. He's yeah. just he's just <laughs> he's just Topo, typical war the Topo, orphan. Topo got better. He got better. He was able to pilot the uh, the 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 die. The the, the turn, yeah, he was able to pilot it after a while, and he came in handy, man. He was not always just a, pe a little piece of shit. He uh, he sometimes did he sometimes did work. He could cook, <laughs> pretty much. He was he was he was all right. He he grated on my nerves at first, but uh, as he started to become more useful throughout the series, I I, I gave him a pass. Um, but he looks like a little young Amaro Ray, by the way, like uh, Amaro Ray crossed with Dennis the Menace. <laughs> and I guess you know the the thing too is. Um, and and again, once again, I think it's a product of its time. Mm -hmm. Is it's like you said, you don't get too much about the about Banjo's time on Mars, except for a little bit. But then, I mean, in a lot of ways, you don't get too much even on really the motivation of the mega the Meganoids and, and Don Zuther. Like, like where the hell did he come from? You know, and it's just kind of um, it. it but it's a product of its time. It, it wasn't supposed to be a deep show and, and things like that. Because it, you know, it, but it does have, and, and I think that's maybe that's the issue of watching it, and, and you know, that, and 40 that's years all, after the time it and, came. And I'll take the blame for that because uh, as for me, when I watched this series, I, I have to put myself in the shoes of the people who watched the show at the time and how those type of shows were paced. Like, I haven't really watched a lot of super robot shows from the 70s. I only really have to compare to this Zambot 3. And if I had to say which one was better, I would definitely say Zampa 3 was better, only because uh, maybe it got to the point 
and there was a lot of stakes in Zambot 3, and I do like a story with stakes. But for me, this is the dessert after Zambot 3, and I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, you know, there's is there a lot of uh, uh, Monsters of the Week? Sure, but that's the formula, and that's what works, and you didn't mess with what worked. Although Tamino does like to experiment in shows, and he experimented yeah. in this show too, and it shows. And you can see some of the building blocks, as you mentioned, for Mobile Suit Gundam in this series. Um, you know, the, the, there was several episodes dealing with these ragtag bunches of, uh, of, of soldiers trying to take on the, the Dietaran 3, uh, much like that episode where they set bombs on the mobile suit, a uh, Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> the episode you love to death in mobile suit Gundam. Oh, I'm kidding. Neo hates hate that, episode. that episode. I actually love that episode so much. I don't know why that is, but I love that, that dumb bomb Oh, is, is, is he gonna, are they gonna do it in time? I'm like, wait a second. You you put time bombs on it, but then you put no direct ignition on there. I'm like, what are you guys like? Yeah. That I actually would rather watch Curzon's Island than that episode. <laughs> That's a statement. Holy shit! You'll print that, guys. Put it on the. Because there's because there's, there's nothing more sad than seeing. The RX, the Gundam on all fours, like oh, oh God! <laughs> Flame X asks, "Which here's the ultimate question: Which character is SBR's man in this show? Is there really one though? I mean, there was a lot of flunkies that uh that that, that there's there's w- nobody that's done. really yeah th- that's the problem with this is there's not a lot of um there's all the commanders they don't really last yeah uh you know I. I don't think any of them last more than an episode. Um, maybe so maybe that it, one that one sad cat that uh, ended up getting shot in the very first episode, who was rolling with Reka, her uh, her. Oh partner, yeah. Uh, I thought he was gonna last. I thought he was gonna be the other dude in the episode in the in the show, and then he ended up getting murked real quick. It's like, oh damn. <laughs> he looked like. Or he... Or, or maybe it's uh, <coughs> Banjo's rival, <laughs> the guy that <laughs> the other rich guy that was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> that might be the closest because <laughs> he sold out to be a, a, a meganoid. He did, yeah, <clears throat> to, to uh, try to beat a banjo. He still couldn't beat him. <laughs> <laughs> he still couldn't. Oh man! But uh, yeah, maybe maybe the guy who was his uh, the number two, uh, his rival, as Neo brought up. <clears throat> yeah, maybe that guy was uh, Sobro's man. I'm not sure. Shout out to Mega San, uh, Mega Son. Yeah, they Have just a good night, they sir. just they just don't. Yeah, they just don't last in this show yeah. they really don't it, it's really hard to answer that question to be really honest um but yeah um i mean i, I my, my my problems with this are very few i mean the pacing i would say is because i'm used to a faster paced show but again i have to i have to kind of rein myself it's as not I watch slow this. it's I not mean, slow it... but there's a lot of time dedicated to the fights and then there's a lot of reused animation during the fights <laughs> And I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that happened during that time. So it's me living in 2018, oh. watching a show that was made in 20 in 1978. Yeah, but come on about and, the and, about the recycled animation. Because how many times did we see uh, the Gundam shoot uh, Gene uh, <laughs> in Mobile Suit Gundam? I mean, that that's a, that's a staple of these things. So I, I I did like the fact though that you did. Towards the end of the show, you got the combination scene was cut less and less. Mm-hmm. They did, they did do that. I, I gotta kind of give it to them um, about that. But uh, yeah, it's it's a product of its time. But it's just it's a pretty good show, though. 
I, I I like it. I mean, I, I like it because it has the the doom and gloom like you have with um, Zambot, but it's a little bit lighter hearted thing. It's like you know they're trying to take over, yet they're just not. Um, you know they they're they're not trying to kill everybody like uh, like you know killer the butcher and the you know and all that was trying to do in Zambot. So, um, but. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it might be a hard watch for people who are used to today's anime. Um, maybe more so than anything. Neo and I are lucky enough to have kind of been raised in an era where it was a transitionary period. Um, the the 80s, of course, where we transitioned into real robot anime and, and hybrid series like uh, uh, Gal Gygar and whatnot for Super Robot. So we have an appreciation for the old and the new, at least the old going back to the 70s. But even with this, it's like, man, I can definitely see a lot of people are going to not want to sit through this entire show, which is a shame um, because I think it's definitely worth a watch and it's pretty cool to to see Tomino at a younger time in his life where he was doing the show and uh, he was trying to find balance in his productions where he would do a, like a really, really grim series like Zambot 3 and then jump to this. And um, you could, it, it's, it's a little bipolar, but it's still interesting to see how these pairings of series actually um, complement each other. And I do think that this series complements Zambot 3 to a great deal. If you watch Zambot 3, I think you should watch this right afterwards because I do think they have a lot in common. Um, and... Uh, I also am glad I watched this show because I just picked up Super Robot Wars V uh, on uh, PlayStation 4. And uh, in the game is Zambot 3 and um, and Dytarn. Uh, Dytarn 3 are both in the game. So um, yeah. And they have a team-up. Uh, they team up in the, in the game and they have combination attacks and the characters know each other, which is really dope. Even though they didn't really coexist in the same universe in their original series, it's really neat to, to see that they know each other in the game and they work together. So uh, it's nice to see Banjo working with those kids, and hopefully these kids have a happier ending in Super Robot V, Super Robot Wars V. I'll find out soon. Uh, check out my run back over on Fighters Ready if you guys want to check out my first five uh, missions in that game. But uh, any uh, anything else you wanted to point out about this uh, show at all? No, no. I think um, it's you know it's like we said. I think it's kind of interesting going back into this and um, you know seeing the the differences that um Tamino did um and you know some of the things that he tried out and the fact that a lot of the stuff and I saw in the chat here they're talking about a lot of the weapons like the Ditarn javelin and um and the the Gundam javelin and then you know oh yeah so there yeah there's all there's there's weapons that are going to show up in in many uh, in in the Gundam in the Gundam series um but uh um, well, Tamino yeah, wasn't a good mace so <laughs> Yeah, he's way into some like medieval weaponry. Isn't he, he loves them shits, and, and you'll find it in almost every one of his shows. The fact that he brought that back for Turn A, <laughs> yeah, makes me laugh so hard. But yeah, you're gonna definitely see a a, a Dytorn hammer is the Gundam hammer, just with more color to it, uh, mm-hmm. and the, you got the javelin. Uh, yeah, some of the weapons do carry over into Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, they're less flashy in Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, except for the beam saber. That's which like, is hard difference. to which is hard to believe because. Things are kind of flashy in Mobile Suit Gundam, so it's like, you know, the 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 whole thing of um, you know the RX seventy eight with why why is it white why is it red white and blue and yellow 
Um, I mean, Die Hard, everything is so colorful. And speaking of uh, weapons, I did love one of the big one of the biggest things I loved about uh, uh, Banjo is that he had that rocket suitcase that would come to oh, him yeah. with the murder kit. You know, he had the that 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 rifle he would put together and he have all sorts of guns and shit in there and grenades. Yeah. Um, one of the nastiest kills, by the way, in the show, um, there's two nasty kills in the show that, that, that made me like flinch. One of them is when he was using, uh, when he was in the, the, the car, the, the mock, uh, uh mock patrol, the mock patrol. And he, well, it, I guess, uh, when it's flying, it's the mock attacker. <coughs> Uh, he was yeah. fine, and he let those mock picks out the back, you know, those spike things that yeah. explode, right? One of them went into the cockpit of one of those enemy planes and then, like, hit the dude in the chest, and then that shit exploded with the dude in the cockpit. That was yeah. nasty as hell. And then there was a funny death, and it was from Beauty. Remember when Beauty got captured uh, and that one guy hijacked the Ditarn, right? And then right. Beauty went to the cockpit. And this guy was there, and he said he was going to turn her into a soldier later on after they finished taking out uh, Banjo. Well, this dumbass had his gun on his hip, right? And she sneaks the gun out, and then she also gently puts the gun to that man's temple and oh, fucking yeah. pulls the trigger. Kills that guy like gangster as fuck. <laughs> she did the Cecilia. She did, right? And there's, some, there's some really brutal deaths in this show yeah. that just completely get overlooked. Because um, they're killing cyborgs, but they're still dying, and there's several people who get clapped in the dome so quickly in this show. It's not even. It's it, you have to blink and you'll miss it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's, that, it's... That, I I couldn't stop laughing for like five minutes when she did that shit. It was like that is brutal. <laughs> that shit was so good. Um, so. But yeah, um, there's 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 some some moments of violence. More, it's more violent than I would say Mobile Suit Gundam is, to be honest with you, because there are some flagrant shootouts in this show, and uh, there are, yeah, yeah. And, and and I mean, it, and and that's what I'm saying. It's as you watch it, it becomes two different shows, and, mm-hmm. and we say that a lot about a lot of these shows, but this one really, it's a little bit different because I honestly think, like I said it earlier, I think the suits stop watching after like episode fifteen. Because there's like kind of a switch there, and it gets a it gets a little goofier, but like you said, there's like this goofiness, but then there's some straight up just murking happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people get straight up killed. Oh my god! And it's um in, in a really bad way. And you're right; it might be it is kind of a way of um maybe maybe a little bit more gratuitous than we've seen in um. In Mobile Suit Gundam, yeah. So, but I, th- I think mainly because Mobile Suit Gundam was trying to be more realistic, so they weren't trying to the the show it in such a fantastic, crazy way with all this, all the shooting and whatnot. Like, I mean, you got kids shooting guns in the show. <laughs> it's 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 crazy, but um, I I still enjoyed myself at the end of the day. Um, I I yeah. I, I will give it a, a a very favorable review at the end of the day, and I'm happy to have seen it because even though Yazi tells me it doesn't really um matter all that much if i watch the show when i when i play uh up to the missions with these these cats in super robot wars i'm still happy to be familiar with the characters and what the ditarn can do and i've yeah. seen I, I i you know it's powerful show, as shit actually i mean if yes. you really oh if you really God. think about it i mean I, I we didn't i guess we could kind of hit that before we mm-hmm. do our our uh, ratings and stuff because we didn't go too too much in it mm-hmm. but the damn ditarn is a damn powerful Holy suit God, like it's super powerful I mean, it's it's well it's well bigger than the Gundam. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Gundam's what about forty meters? This thing's got to be about a hundred meters. This thing is enormous. 
And, and, and Sun Attack is really OP, man. Yeah. <laughs> that shit gets the job done. There's a very few times in the series where he doesn't take someone out with a solar attack. But when he does, it is almost a surefire murder. It's like the it's like the people's elbow. Yeah, <laughs> and, the well, stone cold stunner. But but yeah, and but the thing is, is like how can you stop the power of the sun? I think that that because yeah. a lot of times in the super robot, it's like oh, it's the ultimate attack. Yeah, it's always going to work. But this, it's like wait a second, it's the sun. So yeah, it should work all the time. I mean, if this thing is. Okay, so the Aussie's saying it's about 150, 200, 200 meters tall. Good lord. It's enormous. It's huge. And, it's a, and like I said, it's a damn powerful suit. Like, I mean, the fact that he's able to... Because um, some of the Mechaborgs, they, they don't look too... They look weird. Yeah. They don't look silly, but they look weird. And some of them, if you really look at man, they're pretty badass. Like, a couple of them are actually... It's like wow, you know. It's I'm surprised they didn't win, but um, <laughs> but like always, the bad guys always have the most incompetent uh, help. So absolutely. But um, uh, I guess we can now go to ratings, so bro. All right. Well, again, uh, I I did enjoy my watch of the series, um, even though I had a few detractors. But overall, man, if I was to rate this, I would give it three. Uh, Diton. Come here's out of five. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I gotta say, I, I'm gonna have to give it um, uh, uh, three and a half uh, garrisons, or, or my butler's better than your button butler out of fives. Because uh, I mean, if there's he, he's basically influenced by Alfred, but damn, he. Um, I think he helped influence Hacker Man. You know, Hacker Man from Wing? No, exactly. A Hacker Man. <laughs> Either that or from uh, that one that one YouTube short. Uh, but, yo, yeah, Hacker Man from Wing. Uh, oh, I forget what they got. Yeah, Relina's butler. What was his name? Pagan. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That guy. Hacker Man. Yeah, Hacker yeah, Man. Hacker Man. That's right. I totally forgot about that guy. Um, oh, yo, shout out to Yazi. He says three, one, two, three, Dytron threes. Yeah. <laughs> True, yeah, that is that's probably that's the most obvious. That is pretty it's pretty fitting. Yo, shout out to Rob. He says uh Norman Berg is the greatest. Norman Berg was a dope ass butler. Let's 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 not get it twisted. He was cool. But uh how many uh, <laughs> Mackenzie. <laughs> Mackenzie's uh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, Mackenzie might be the best. Because he's he's half man, half white lion. I mean, come on. Yo, y- Yazi wrote in the chat for those who are listening, uh Neo, we all know the best butler of all time is Mackenzie from Danger Five. <laughs> And we will be finishing Danger Five shortly, man. So nice, nice. Well, might be the shortest stream we ever did because we're like, damn, what do we do next? We have stuff. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like after the first time me and Show did it, we said, did we just kind of blow our wad doing this thing? Because we should have like built up to this show. <laughs> <laughs> you went in for the no, main course, no, run right up the bed. Yeah, we just said, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, do we have any tweets, Soul Bro? Yeah, we do actually. Let me go ahead and pull these. Why don't we do some up. tweets? We got them. All right. And always hit us up with uh, on the Gundam at Mecca or Gundam at MHQ. I would say Mecca yeah, Talk. Gundam, um, exactly. Uh, Gundam at MHQ. If you guys haven't uh, seen it, I'll go ahead and share the the link to where all the tweets are for you. And it's a fun Twitter page. It talks <laughs> about fun stuff. Because there's uh, there's too much bad out there. Yes, so. there's a lot of bad. Um, 
<laughs> and, and I actually want to know, is there anybody that was in, well, Silbro's pulling this stuff up. Mm-hmm. I, I did a tweet this morning because I woke up and I was watching the news to watch to watch the traffic. And did anybody do, I, they had it in a couple of theaters here out where I live. Anybody do the 30-hour uh, Marvel marathon that leads up to Infinity Wars? <laughs> anybody do that stuff? Because, man, I don't know how you would do it. I mean, I, I that's a lot of stamina I mean, to do if, something like that. You mean I watching mean, them one after the next, the whole marathon? Oh, my God. I, yeah, I could, so it was like a 30-hour thing they were doing at a couple of the theaters where they were watching all of these... Um, um, they were watching all the Marvel movies up to Infinity War. Yeah. How the hell can you do that? 18 films, too. That's 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 no joke, man. That's crazy. I I couldn't do it. I could do uh, like Phase One. I could. Go I really gotta watch Ant Man again. <laughs> I could watch them. I could watch them, you know, individually. And I wanted to watch them leading up to the release of the film. But I've seen them so many times. I know all the events that are going to go on in those. So I don't really need to refresh my my memory. Uh, before seeing uh, Avengers man. this weekend, but... people hate on Thor: Dark World, oh, man. Why I... you guys hate on that movie, man? Yeah, Damn, <laughs> you can easily that take is... a nap. Uh, the I'll give it to you. That first, that first act first is a little half, rough. Yeah, it, it is. It is rough. But, I'll give you that. But but then that when movie I, picks up though, yeah, when when Thor and Loki end up teaming up, that's when that movie gets good and it continues to stay good. Uh, I'd say Iron Man Two is definitely the hardest watch for me. Uh, I even like Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. I don't think that movie's awful. I think it's got problems, but I, I find myself enjoying it when I watch it. So, um, is it my first choice of watching stuff? No. But um, I'll watch that. I'll watch, watch the first Avengers before I watch that one. Yeah, yeah I would too. But uh, <laughs> no worries. But uh, I'm excited to see Avengers this weekend, man. And uh, if anything, I hope you guys enjoy it as well when you go see it. Um, let's see here. I do have the first tweet here. And shout out to Alejandro for writing this tweet. He says, hello from Ecuador. Are you guys playing Super Robot Tyson X? Um, I actually am behind. Uh, Tyson X just recently came out. And I guess the English version comes out uh, very soon, if not already. Uh, it just recently got, uh, it's being recently released. So the, before that is the Asian version. But um, I got V, which came out last year. And it features a... Uh, um, uh, Space Battleship Yamato and a bunch of other series. And let me tell you, the Yamato is amazing. That ship uh-huh. is a fucking killer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I it's got the white wave ride cannon. The, the wave motion cannon, boy. Cannon, yeah. Ooh, the Hadou cannon, boy. It's nuts. But, yeah, um, you got to be careful, man. South America, they, it play, it's Central and South America, they love them, the super robot. Ooh. And Saint Seiya. Yes. I mean... <laughs> I just those two things that they know down down in the down in Central and South America is Super Robot and, uh, and Saint Seiya. You don't fuck with Saint Seiya down there. You will get your throat cut. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm playing Super Robot Wars Victory right now. Uh, sorry, um, Voyage Voyage is I guess what the V stands for, and I'm really enjoying it. I got their missions one scenarios one through five. I picked Chiaki as my uh, as my main character, so I went with Waifu and. Uh, uh, right now, uh, who I have in my crew, I've got uh, the I've got the Yamato, I've got um, uh, what's his name, uh, the two cats from uh, from uh, Crossbone Gundam, uh, Kincaid Nile and Tobia uh, Aranax. I've got those two, uh, and I have uh, just showing up is the the cats from Great Mazinger and uh, um, what's the uh, uh, Get a Robo uh, Get a Robo Armageddon. 
Uh, so those cats just showed up, and I believe I have someone else. I'm trying to remember, but um, I'm really enjoying the game so far, and I can't wait to see who's going to show up next. I know Desco, uh, Prince of Darkness is right around the corner, so oh, I, yeah. I got to see how they fucking recycle the fuck out of that story. <laughs> but that the series has maybe a, maybe maybe they make it more enjoyable than the movie. Dude, they, the, the the series has a reputation of taking bad mecha anime stories and spinning them into gold. So um, is I think Gundam Wing is in this game too. I could be wrong. Stream, let me know. I I, I forget if uh, Gundam Wing is in um in uh, uh, V, but um I definitely know that Prince of Darkness is, and I'm looking forward to playing Akito in that, and uh, seeing my uh my my dear my dear captain once again. No Gundam Wing. You know, no Gundam Wing. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but I do I, Gundam Double O's in it. Um, the uh, the movie version of Double oh the the, the worst the worst Gundam yeah the worst the worst Gundam ever made. <laughs> you know I'm actually I actually I'm actually slowly watching that through Hulu. Mm-hmm. I'll watch like an episode like maybe a week or so. I just been kind of watch. There was a couple. There was like last week I was able to kind of get like two or three in. I just I'm in no hurry, but it it is nice going back to it. Damn, that's such a good show. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I gotta say that um I'm excited to see where it is. I'm gonna try to get back into it on Saturday, guys. So if you guys want to watch uh the previous archive where I go through scenarios one through five, that's over on Twitch.tv/fightersready. You just go you to doing? the video section Robot and check that out. Yeah, I've been I played through the first five missions and I'm gonna probably gonna play it again this Saturday. So Saturday night. So I'll go through uh, scenarios uh six through ten is what my goal is. So it takes a while to get through each map. So. Um, oh, but uh, yeah. I do dig the game, and I, I like I like the mechanics, man. I've always enjoyed Super Robot Wars. I just never had the chance to really dive into them all that much. But um, now I'm glad to be able to play a, a, a actual full-on Super Robot Wars that is in English. And it may not be the best English, but I can navigate through menus and have myself a good old time playing it. So props to everybody who's been telling me to pick up the game for over a year now, and I'm 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 glad to own it. So I appreciate cool. that. But, Any um, other tweets? Yes, we do. Alejandro, uh, thank you very much for that tweet. Yazi writes, Die Turn 3, which has been in various Super Robot War ga- Wars games, uh, the majority of which have uh, has a combination team up attack with Zambot 3. Sadly, Die Turn 3 is still still uses voiceovers from the original voice actor. Bright's original uh, VA has yet to be replaced for Super Robot Wars voiceovers. You know what, though? That's, that's cool. They're still preserving the man, and I guess he doesn't have a lot of dialogue in the game then. Uh, I guess he doesn't have a lot of uh, interactions with the uh, the characters, so that's unfortunate. I, I thought they would get a new voice for him, so that way we can have some moments where he's talking to other characters. But um, shout out to Yazi for that, thank you, sir. Um, shout out to Enron. He puts up a link to the Or Battler Dunbar and Complete Collection. I'll put the link in the chat for you, Neo. But uh, he has the actual link to it. Uh, thank you. It's uh, selling for ninety nine oh, yeah. ninety eight. And uh, yeah, man, it comes out August twenty eighth, twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, I need to pick this up then. Yes, yes, that's not a bad price. You pay sixty four ninety nine. You go. That is pretty dope. I'm gonna have to get on that. So uh, shout out to Enron for that. I appreciate it, dude. And uh, last but not least, we got uh, Robert Mallard. Oh, we, uh, shout out to him. He, he gave us the double O box set release date, um, which is nine four eighteen. Uh, anybody else? I don't think. Yeah, that's the double O box set, and I think we're good on. Yeah, that. I agree, agree Jazzy. I hope, uh, I hope Dumbine has better subtitles. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, people say that dub is awful, and the dub has some awful moments. But let me tell you something: 
There is it's some overacting at its finest. There is some lines that are fucking said in that dub that are oh. off the chain. I'll never forget. I'll cleave you in twain. <laughs> I'll never forget that shit. I forget um the the little girl with the black hair. Her father was gangster as hell, but he was cool. He was a dutiful knight, and he said some really epic shit in the few episodes that he was in. And the guy who dubbed his voice was magnificent. And Drake Luft was great. I gotta oh, say, Drake Luff was. Oh, that guy was silky smooth, I, dude. I, I, I actually like, I, I like that dub because it's just overacting at it. Because you almost need overacting for Or Battler Dunbine. It's so ridiculous that concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically what Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's King Court, Arthur's court but, is definitely, but it's. In a whole, I mean, it's just ridiculous. None of it makes sense. I mean, or power. What the hell is or power? But I mean, <laughs> so it's just. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, I kind of. I hope they keep that dub in there. I, I, are they? Do you know? Or oh, let's take a look. I, I didn't. I, that's something I need to look at. Let's pull this up. I hope it's in there. But um, here we go. Um, uh, extras, Japanese promos. I don't see that it says it's dual language. Okay, yeah, English, Japanese with English subtitles. So language uh, says it's got in there. Will, yeah, will, it be, so the, will it be the dub from the original one, or are they going to redub it? I doubt they're going to spend the money. To they're not going to spend series. the money to dub they're, this. They're yeah, going to use just... the, uh, the one from before, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, man, we're in, you're in for a treat, man, if you watch that shit. <laughs> Yes, it says I believe Dunbine is keeping the dub. That's what's up, and uh, that is that is a great price though, sixty five dollars for uh forty nine episodes for the entire series on Blu Ray. Man, that's that's a sweet deal, man. Uh, that's anime at at, at some of its cheapest. Because if you want to buy the, the the DVDs, it's super expensive, guys. It was pretty expensive back then, but now it's really hard. So what you gonna do? Are you gonna put those up for uh, sale, or are you gonna keep them? I actually had to sell them uh, sometime ago. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah, I had to sell my dumb binds, man. It hurt, tore my heart out. But I had to get my car fixed back when I had my old car, uh, and I had to sell those. I copied them. Don't get me wrong. I copied every last one of them. So I copied them. What yeah, do you mean? I, uh, I, I, I. <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 sorry. I archived them. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right because i'm gonna get that blu-ray when it comes out in august i'm gonna get that legitimately but i did own the dvds at one time and uh i i i can't wait to own the blu-ray so uh uh thank you um thank you for the tweet guys. Do, do i do i hear uh or a battler dunbine stream in the future oh my god i actually started one and never finished it i did like the first to start a new ones. one ever ever <laughs> going ever going that if they got that english dub we're going that um we're doing english it. dub <laughs> I'm down. I'm done. We knock out every episode. I I needed a partner to do it with. So now now you and I can uh, go through the entire series and just laugh our asses off at the at mm-hmm. the bad anime voice acting directed. But uh, that's it for the tweets, man. I think we're solid. All right. Um. Well, thank you, everybody. Solbro. Um. Do you want to hit them up with all the ways to contact us before we? Head on out of here. Yeah, man. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for this episode of Gundam and MHQ. You've been watching episode 196, and in this episode, we reviewed Muteki Kojin Daitaru 3, which translates as Invincible Steel Man Daitaru 3. 
hope you guys enjoyed the conversation and uh, thanks for being a part of it today guys um, thanks for tuning in as well if you want to listen to the episodes on iTunes to search for Gundam you'll find us there also go to Gundam please download them yeah please download them it means a lot uh, Gundam.net is where you can find the episodes I will be updating it soon with of course the audio versions for the episodes we streamed recently but we're caught up on the last of the episodes with Chris as a regular so if you guys haven't listened to 192 and 193 go, go hunt those down they're up on iTunes right now um, also make sure to visit Gundam.net That is where the magic happens If you guys have never been there before Not Gundam.net, MHQ.net Let me fix my face MHQ.net is the Mecha Anime headquarters And you can find a lot of great Mecha Anime uh, reviews up there As well as line art for uh, mobile suit uh, art and whatnot And the MechaTalk.net boards is there too Join the conversation there uh, We're on Facebook Facebook.com slash group slash MHQ1 and follow us on Twitter at MHQ.net and Gundam at MHQ as well. And uh, thank you for supporting us. I also want to give a, a shout out to the uh, cats over on Shin Station Europe. TinyEuro.com slash Shin Station Europe. They do a commentary stream every week for anime. They're working on um, Code Geass right now. So join them over on TinyEuro, TinyURL.com slash Shin Station Europe. And uh, check them out at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays, uh, doing commentary on different animes, and currently with Code Geass. Other than that, uh, anything you wanted to answer? Uh, just stay, uh, keep a watch of shows, Twitter, we'll finish up Danger 5, and then we'll do um, whatever we decide to do after that. Um, that's going to be kind of something... Uh, we're, we'll, we shoot for around Tuesdays, possibly Thursdays, depending on Gundam and stuff like that. So just be a little open on that one. So, um, but uh, yeah, support that, and hopefully, me and Silbro will figure out something to take a uh, to stream in the near future here. So uh, after we did Gundam Wing and then 08 that mess team, we'll see what else we can do. Well, I know we're doing commentary real soon on um, on Galactic Heroes. So, oh yeah. That was once it hits episode four. Ben's um, been watching that. Uh, yeah, Neo's finally I started to watch it and I have yet to watch oh, yeah. it. So I'll be watching it probably for the first time with Neo when we watch those episodes. The so. art doesn't bother me that much. It doesn't bother you that much? Some of the characters look a little weird. Mm-hmm. But I Kirky Ice looks kinda weird, but oh, does it look real bishy? Is that what he looks? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's all but uh, yeah, it's and I wish they still had they had more of the classical music, but that's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I'm not gonna. I mean, I, I think it's a. I think it's a, a. It seems to be a pretty faithful adaptation of the original adaptation of the book. <laughs> <laughs> An adaptation or or a reimagining. I think what do they call it? A new a new star or something like that. New. I forget what the I forget what it's called. Something new, new stars or um, let me let me see what it, uh, it is. Um, oh, a new thesis. The new thesis. A new yeah, thesis. that's what it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but um, yeah, check it out. But we're so. in there, man. Well, we'll we'll let you guys know when we're going to do the commentary on those first four episodes. And uh, thank you very much for tuning into that. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to Garrison Missile, the greatest missile of all time. If you, <laughs> you see, even better than Budweiser Missile, but better than Budweiser Missile, the greatest missile of all time is Garrison Missile. When you watch uh, Die Turn Three and you see it, it's a missile with a mustache. Keep it real. <laughs> I forgot to mention that during the review. I wish I had talked about it. Best weapon ever, Garrison Missile. 
But uh, anything else you wanted to mention before we get uh, get out of here? No, that's it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to Gundam and MHQ episode 196. Uh, stay powerful, and we'll see you guys later, man. Peace. MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.